and, and, and some people don't understand me. I have no clue. I have a son that's a doctor, okay, in Dallas, a son-in-law that works in surgery, an adopted daughter that works as a nurse. So I let them people take care of all that. That's right. Uh, you know, I, I don't worry. And so when people ask me how I'm doing, I'm doing fine. Don't I look fine? Yes, isn't that right? So I'm, so I'm doing fine because this doesn't make, it makes you sick, but they just got these things running around in here. And this is my sixth time, fifth, fifth time dealing with uh, this cancer thing. Started 26 years ago and I'm still here. Right. Something's, gonna, right. something's gonna take me, I'm 76 years old, something's gonna take me out sooner or later, but I live one day at a time. Amen. So, and that's why we do it. And the reason we do it this way is, the KU coach got sick, right? Went to the hospital, they had him doing everything from a heart attack to all kinds of things. So we don't, I don't like gossip. So now ain't nothing to say to nobody, don't call nobody, and please don't call me and ask me that. Call me and ask me to pray for you and the information you need, I'm good. All right, are we all right? That's right. Amen. Now, there, there's one thing I don't like is going in that tunnel. But you know, I'll be all right. All right? God is good. Amen. God is good, all right? One of the things, and I want to talk briefly, and I really am sincere about this message. There are people who have been in church, Christians, that have been in church, people who call themselves Christians, and have been in church all their lives, and have no idea that they haven't really truly been saved. Because, see, sometimes I get, it drives me crazy when folks get to talking about something somebody else told them. What does the book say? You see, one thing about, uh, now don't get upset, about other religions, those people live what they believe in. You know, like the, the Muslims play like four to five, six times a day. They believe in Christians. We got so many things that we heard somebody say and we think it's gospel. It's not gospel. The, the main thing for us is that the Holy Spirit comes in to change your life. There are some people who come in here, they all frowned up, looking mad, meddling in camera, in this church. You see, I, I, I turn my head so I don't have to look at them. Well, I, oh yeah, that's something I don't know. If you're coming to me, you, you see, there ain't nobody in here that can't come to me and not smile. Ask me why. Because you definitely don't want to go through what I'm going through. If I'm smiling, I expect everybody to be smiling up in here. You see? So you understand what I'm talking about? And that's, we had a great, great class yesterday. The first thing you ought to be is grateful. Amen. You see, you ought to be grateful for what, how it is right now, what you're going through. Because you can always look at somebody else that's going through something worse than you're going through. That's right. Amen. That's so when right. you come into church, don't come in all wrapped up and frowned up. If you do, you'll see. You see. But I understand it. I have some church members. Amen. Yeah. All right. Some, and some church friends. Amen. Amen. And then some church Oh, they're in my family, right? That's right. So if you want to be in my family, you got to act like me. Because I'm in the family of God. That's right. And I'm smiling. So, and listen to me. People, you older people, everybody old, older folks, look at me. Quit talking and saying things that folks told you. That stuff ain't in the Bible. <laughs> you heard your grandma say it and, and so-and-so say it and we saying it. No, what does the Bible say? It says, so here's where we're going to go. We're going to start from the basics. One time, Vince Lombardi, the Green Bay Packers, lost a football game, and he didn't like the way they played. And he says, gentlemen, we're going to start with the basics. This is a football. He really done that. So we're going to start from the basics. 
this is the Bible. All right, amen? amen. And so we're going to, right, and, and see, and one thing about the Bible, it teaches us to do one thing, tend to your business, your own business. Other folks will take theirs out, right? It don't matter who's sitting where, who they with, you just try to take care of the one you with sitting with. That's right. All right? So we're going to be That's Christians right. today. We're going to start all over again today, and we're going to start from the basics. And the basics is John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, who shall ever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's the, that's the number one thing that you want to do. Is if every one of you, you know, you, how many times y'all's pastors have told y'all, you don't get out of this alive? That's right. Right? So there has to be more to it. If I didn't believe in it, if I didn't believe there was an eternity, well, I'd still be out there kicking it. Yeah, I'd be, remember, some of you all are too young, but there used, to, there used to be a beer called Slits. And in that commercial, it would say, grab all the gusto you can. Right. You see, if it wasn't for, for me believing in the Bible, I'd be out there grabbing all the gusto I could. Amen. You understand? But I have a deeper belief in that through the gospel, and that is having eternal life. But you can't have eternal life unless you believe. And uh, I'm going to do a lot of reading today, and my, my reader knows that, because I want to make sure we get this. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. So that means you need to tend to your own business. That's right. Right? And then it goes on to say, if we confess our sins, you got to confess your sins. you got to confess, and being confessed is, see, sometimes when we have healing, and, and Isaac said up here, sometimes some people need to go up here and give their life to Christ. Come on. And confess your sins. That's, they can do that. The book says you've got people that can do that for you. But we've got to confess our sins. I mean, you've got to speak it. Teach. We gotta, you can't live in the dark once you're a Christian. Come on. You got to, people, when you confess your sins, then now you're ready to minister. And you believe in that. God, God will use you. Now, listen to me. You can be in church all your life. If you don't do it the way the instructions is, Hey, you got the instructions. Go by the instructions. That's why I need a reader because I dug my head up. I don't even know where I'm at. Go ahead. That's all, right. all right. Again, we're coming from 1 John chapter 1, verse 8, and it says, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. All right, so that means you're lying. That means tend to your own thing. You see? Remember, when you're pulling weeds out of somebody else's garden, they're growing in yours. I'm going to say it again. When you're pulling weeds out of somebody else's garden, they're growing in yours. All right, here we go. Then it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our the, sins. Have, have you asked God to forgive you of your sins? See, the, the only person that you really are responsible for is you. That's right. You ain't responsible for where somebody else is at. That's right. You're responsible for yourself. Yeah. Now, do you understand that? The, you I, this congregation, I'm responsible for teaching you. I'm not responsible for your lifestyle. Come on. Do you understand what I'm saying? You're seeing a lot of people are worried about what somebody else is doing and where that you don't know what somebody else is doing. Whatever you see, sometimes I hear this all the time. Uh, I'm just praying that the Lord moves so and so. Well, they may be praying that the Lord move you. That's right. <laughs> you see? Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right, here we go. And then he says, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You're asking God to cleanse us. Mm -hmm. 
you from all unrighteousness. I ain't worried about what God's going to do for so-and-so over here. I'm asking the God to, what? Cleanse me from my unrighteousness. That's right. You see what I'm saying? Because, see, sometimes people, here's one of the sins, look at me, that most people don't get. One of the worst sins in the Bible is called self-righteous. When that's a person that thinks they're above somebody else. Teach. So you, need, you can be self-righteous and not know, know that scripture. That's right. You see, one day I'd like to do sometimes when I go, and, and our sister does an incredible job uh, counseling, and I get to hear people talk, I have to walk out. Because <laughs> I want to come back and say, where did that come from? No, that's called the Bible of the flesh. Right. Some people are talking the Bible of the flesh. That's right. That means you're talking out of your flesh, not out of the spirit. You see? And you think you're doing God's work, or you think you're talking about God, it's your flesh. That's right. You understand what you're saying, what I'm saying? So I, this is all about you. Have you done this? You need to think about it. Have you done this? All right, we're gonna see. Keep going, please. And then it says in verse 10: if we say that we have not sinned. We make him a liar. So if you say you've not sinned, you make him a liar. This is the Bible. That's not what your grandma told you. Not what you learned. No, no, if you say you have not sinned, you're a liar. According to the scriptures, not Pastor Fields, according to the scriptures. And you make him a liar. That's what it says. Now, that's pretty bold. You're saying God's lying. And guess what? Read that last part real loud. And his word is not in us. And it means the word, and his word ain't in you. It's about this. Get out of yourself. Get in the book. The biggest sinner you know is in the mirror. Take care. Take, the, as a young man said, the man in the mirror, who sung the song? Michael uh, Jackson. They could have made it, they could have sang it in church. That's right. Yeah, it's the man in the mirror. It's the woman in the mirror. That's the one you take care of. That's the one you're responsible for. There's a lot of people that's, that's going to preach uh, to other people that get saved, but they're going to hell. <laughs> because they ain't done that. That's the word. That's right. It tells you in there. You see? But for me, in my, for me, you see, I'm looking at that man in the mirror. Who am I to think that I'm Pastor Fields that I ain't supposed to suffer? That's insanity. Come on. You see? Paul suffered. Didn't God tell Paul? Excuse me. He told uh, Ananias that Paul was going to suffer many things for him. That's right. And through Paul's suffering, he glorified who? God. He glorified God. That's right. You see what I'm saying? You see, somebody's got to get through to show somebody else how to get through. That's right. Do you understand what I'm talking about? That's right. You see? But see, people are worried about, there was only one thing I'm worried, I used to worry about, but I'm good now. I used to be, who am I going after this? So I'm good. That's right. You see? You understand? That's right. Y'all with me? I'm talking, this is every individual. Quit it. Get your life in order. We're going to talk about it. Get it in order. Quit worrying about everybody else. Take care of your business. I'm going to say it again. When you're meddling and pulling grass, uh, weeds out of somebody else's garden, they're growing in yours. That's right. You, you understand? And you see, you understand what I'm talking about? This is good stuff. That's right. I'm trying to get you saved. Christian people are, it means Christ-like, or you're acting like Christ. You've never seen Christ meddling in anybody's business. What Christ said, my will is to do who? My father's business. Did he not say that?
So if right. you're Christ-like, your will is to do your father's business. Some people are so caught up in the flesh and in everybody else's business, they can't do God's business. Right? If God hasn't called you to do something, to help somebody, to do something, then that means something wrong with you. Do you understand? All right. Do you love the gospel? Amen. Then you love what I'm saying. Amen. This, this, is, this is the gospel we're talking about here. That's right. You see, don't get mad at the messenger. Get mad at the guy that made the message. Now, that's, right. that's up to you if you're going to do that. All right? You understand it? You see, I told you all 26 years ago when they first told me, Mr. Fuse, you got cancer. Me and God fell out. He didn't fall out with me. I fell out with him. And you know why we fell out? Because I knew a whole bunch of something. Some of y'all still in here. That they the one that ought to have cancer. Look at how they look. I'm out here working out, running, jogging, lifting weights, eating vitamins, and taking, eating vegetables. So, excuse me, taking vitamins. And me? How can that possibly be? What about him and her and this one and that one? Right. Like that was my call. And then I came to my senses. Then I came to my senses. And the Spirit revealed to me, you see, you're going to be here to show people how to get there. That's right. You understand right. what I'm saying? That's right. That's how it works. If you are not, if you are a Christian, you are called to do something for somebody else. That's right. You see what I'm saying? And sometimes just live, just live right in front of them with your mouth shut. That's right. That's right. That's right. If you have to tell people who you are and what you do, that means you're insecure. You all remember Josie Mayweather. That's right. Right? Josie Mayweather and I, for 10 years, had worked together. He was the coach, basketball, women's basketball coach. I was the track coach at Park. We talked all the time. Right? And then something happened in his life, and I don't know if it was Frieda or one of the uh, girls invited him, some of the basketball girls invited him because he coached the girls, to church. And he came into church and looked up and said, that's Brother Johnny up there. I never told him I was a pastor. And then he stayed in this church until he left and passed away. You got to go around with a sign on your back. No, it's how you live your life that's going to determine what people see in you. That's right. You see? You understand what I'm saying? That's right. You see? Uh, I'm going to use KU basketball fans because I know some of you all in there. They lost to Texas yesterday, right? That's right. And some of the people said, oh, they lost because their head coach wasn't there. Didn't they say that? Texas beat them two weeks ago and the head coach was there. That's right. <laughs> are, you, are you with me? That's right. You see? Are y'all with me? Yeah. Are you winners in here? Yeah. You ought to be winners whether I'm up here or not, no That's matter right. who's up here. Because you've been taught how to persevere. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Because once you get it in here, you don't need a coach. You've been playing it all week, all month, for months. You ought to have it down right now. Uh, you don't understand what I'm saying. Where in the world am I at? Well, it starts with being saved, Pastor. Okay, yes, sir. Here we go. In Romans? Is that Romans 10. Yeah. There's two things we have to do, church. Huh? It says in verse 9 that if you declare with your mouth. Declare with what? Your mouth. You, when you're going to open your mouth, you open your mouth about you. Yeah. You see, the churches would be full if Christians would do this because a lot of people don't go to, go to church because they see you. That's right. But you ain't declaring that Jesus Christ brought you from somewhere. That's right. There ain't nobody in here unique. Somebody in there is living your story and somebody's lived it. That's right. We all done came from somewhere. 
All right? Amen. Only, uh, the only difference between, come on now, stay with me. Only difference between Christians and non-Christians, Christians ought not have no skeletons in their closet, so they ought to confess it. That's right. And if you confess it around Christian folks, they ought, they ought to understand it. That's right. You see, non-Christians want you to confess it. Mm-hmm. No skeletons. Why do you need skeletons? If you don't have no skeletons, you don't need no Savior. Mm. All right. Again, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Who is Lord? Jesus. Uh huh. And, and believe, believe in your heart. I got to do this with it. Yes. And believe in your heart, not your mouth. God doesn't want no mouth religion. It's got to come from your heart. Right. All of you all have been done this to somebody, and you've had it done to you. Somebody's told you they loved you with your mouth, and you didn't love them with your heart. That's right. Somebody you believed loved you, but they only loved with your mouth. They didn't love you with your heart. They just love you for what they could get from you. But He's saying, "Where's your heart at?" That I want you to love me from your heart. You see, not a mind-deep religion, but a heart-deep religion. You see? You, you understand? Can, can, you know, I like to have fun. When, when, when Sister Gwen met me, you know, I was a physical fit somebody, run three miles down to the gym, work out, run three miles back, fit. I'd even look at the mirror, do all this stuff. Yeah. You see, I'm glad that she didn't just love me with what she saw, because all that gone. <laughs> Are you with me? You got to love somebody with your heart. That's right. Because your heart is blind, and it'll love you in spite of and not because of. Right. Do you understand what I'm talking about? That's right. You all right. And the rest of you ain't got there. You'll be there. And wait a minute. If you bless, you'll be there. And live long enough, you'll be there. That's right. All right? You say they can only shoot up so much Botox. Yeah, yeah. They can only cut and cut so much stuff. That's right. And sooner or later, the real thing's gonna come along, right? Are you with me? I go down the steps now, upstairs, and I'm, I hold on to the rail. Used to be a time I'd run like that. No, no, no. That's right. You see what I'm saying? I'm getting to where I'm going, it's just taking longer. You see? You understand? All right. Again, if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you believe will here? be saved. That God raised him what? From the dead. From the dead, meaning who? Jesus Christ. That's right. All right? You will be saved. You'll be saved. That's what we need to go. We need to start there. Do you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ of Nazareth died for your sins? Amen. You need to be saved. You know, and I'll say this, and it, it offends people. If you get offended, that means you're immature. Black churches get too, they too much into the pastor. Yeah, pastor this, pastor that. Uh-uh, we don't do that up in here. No, no, no. It's here. You see? Ain't with pastor. Are you, you right? Because I don't want, well, I put pastor on a pedestal. And then, you know, I didn't think he was like that. And I tell you, first of all, you ain't got no pedestal to put me on. And second of all, if you had one, I wouldn't get on it. That's right. That's right. Because yeah. you've done figured it out by now. The same thing happens to you happens to me. That's right. And some of the things happen to me, you definitely don't want to happen to you, right? Amen. So I ain't going to say, okay, you understand what I'm saying. 
All right, who do you believe in? Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior. Do you believe that God knows all things, right? Then he knew you needed to be in here this morning to hear what he had to say to you. You know what I'm saying? We need to come on, people. We need to grow up. Grow up. And some people need to throw up. That means throw up all that junk that you got into your spirit and grow up and deal with it, right? You see, that's right. You understand what I'm saying? I could go some other way, but I won't go some other way than that. We're different. You're different. You're different, but at first of all, you have to confess your sins to the Lord Jesus Christ, right? Know that he died for you, and then you confess it so other people can see from which God has done for you in your life. You see? That's right. Because it tells us in verse 10, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. You're justified with what comes out of your heart. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Comes here, comes out here. Most folk is coming out of here because it never gets down here. But we, not us. There's nobody in Christ's temple north. I wish I had Isaac to uh, sing that song for me. Ain't no shame on me. I should have told him earlier. He could have sung it after I got through with this thing. Walking around here and shaming. You ain't got nothing to be ashamed of. That's right. You born again? That's right. Jesus Christ came and, and washed you clean and washed your sins away? Come on. Then what you shamed of? That's right. If you really truly born again, ain't no shame on me. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's what I used to be. Do you all right. Oh, come on. Some people that are the same person just shined up like a car. Old car, you just put some wax on it. It just shined up, but it ain't new. Come on. We ain't gonna be no shined up Christians. We're gonna be new Christians up in this church. Right. New born again Christians, all right? Keep going, all right? Now we're going to read from Job chapter 22. And the reason I'm coming from Job chapter 22, I'm not reading the first part. You can go home and read it because it's a whole different theology. I know that for all you Bible scholars. And so, but I'm using this part because this to me is the most important part. And I'm using one, two, three, four, five different versions because when you walk out of this church, I want you to get what I'm talking about today because it's very important. Now yield and see, see now the pastor done done all that talking? Say, what am I supposed to do now, pastor? Now yield and submit yourself to him. Agree with God to be conformed to his will. That's what you're doing now. You got to agree with God now. You're going to be conformed to his will. I, I used to be transformed by the culture. And your culture changes. You know, even the dress and all that culture. But now I'm conformed by his will. That's right. You see what I'm saying? Go ahead. The last part of that says, and be at peace. You can be at peace. I'm at peace. You, you should be at peace. If you ain't at peace, you know, a lot of people ain't at peace because they're disturbed by what somebody else is doing. I'm at peace. You see? Because I'm conformed by his will. Whatever I go through in my life, I'm a Christian born again. He's my Savior, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So whatever his will for me, I'm, I'm good. That's right. And I have peace with him. You see? All right. Here we go. And then it says, in this way you will prosper, and great good will come to you. In this way what? You'll prosper, and great things will come to you. Because if you're a child of God, he wants you to live good. You see, I told a, a, a friend of mine yesterday, I said, you're living like a millionaire. And she said, why? And I said, you got a nice home? Yes. 
Nice car, yes. So you got plenty of clothes and food, yes. Got a bank savings, yes. You living like a millionaire. Only thing different between you and a millionaire, everything they got just bigger than yours. That's right. That's right. So you got it. Some of y'all got it in here. You got it. You see, bigger house, bigger responsibilities. That's right. Uh -huh. More your car costs. You see, you all remember when I had my vet and I was cool with my vet. And then the, the tires went, it cost me $105 to get an oil change. That's 20 years ago, or 15 years ago. I said, let me know, 15 or 20 years ago. I'm saying, what? Wait a minute. And then I wanted to, went there, get the tires rotated on my vet. They don't rotate the tires on vets. I said, why? Then I didn't have no sense to look at the ones on the front, uh, smaller than the ones on the back. And, it, and we talk about a while back, it cost me almost $1,500 for tires. Isaac had a vet. <laughs> because I couldn't afford to do the maintenance work on it. I'm living like a millionaire now, because I ain't got the vet. Are y'all with me? Some of you are living like millionaires. Think about it. Okay, you ain't, you ain't understanding. You, if you are a child of God, you will prosper and great good will come to you. That's right. Period. All right, 22. And then it says, please receive the law and instruction from his mouth and establish his words in your heart. You got to put God's word where? In your heart. And keep them there. You got to keep them there. Put God's word in your heart. Get him out of here. Don't have a mind deep religion. It's got to be in your heart. All right, keep going, please. If you return to the Almighty and submit mm. and humble yourself before him. You got to humble yourself before God. And don't be self-righteous. Humble yourself before God. And you, and wait a minute, and this part is for some of us, some who went and fell. Read, please. And you will be built up and restored. There's been some times when I didn't humble myself and I failed, but I went back to the same God that delivered me the first time and humbled myself before him and repented of my sins and he restored me back to where I first was. That's right. Ain't he good? Amen. Ain't he good? Amen. Ain't he good? All right. The NIV says in 21 and 22, submit to God and be at peace with him. Be at peace. If I'm at peace with God, I ain't got nothing else going on. That's right. There's some people got so much stuff going on, I'm like, y'all need to stay out them folks' business. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I got peace with God. There's some folks ain't got peace with God because they're too concerned about what's going on around everybody else around them. That's right. Because if you got peace with God, you ain't concerned about whoever done what, who said what. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. And then it says, in this way, prosperity will come to you. Prosperity will come with you. You see? Accept instruction from his mouth. That means the word. And lay up his words in your heart. Put God's words in your heart. Where does God's word reside at in your life today? You need to look at that. Where's, where's his word at in your life? Can't be, some people are part-time Christians. No. Only the good part that they like for themselves. Where's God's word at in your life today? If his word is where it's supposed to be, you got peace. That's right. Yeah. You see, I got some people who don't particularly like me. Oh, what a miss. Man, that misfortune for those people. That's right. That's right, Pastor. Amen. Are you with me? Amen. You see, you understand? Yes. 
You see, some people get too caught up in them. You out of God. God takes care of him. You ask him to take care of your business. Take care of you. All right? See, I like it when I make people move, and I just love that. All right? The voice says it this way. Now be of use to God. Now be what? Of use to God. Who are you used to? You now be of use to God. Be at peace with him. Are you at peace with God? There's the thing. You got to be at peace with God. If you're at peace with God, you walk in this church, people ought to be able to see it. That's right. Because somebody needs to see that. You see? Nobody cares about. People come in, so-and-so don't like me on my job. <laughs> there are people that came to me and said they didn't like such and such. A person, I won't say I don't like you too, but I love you because God told me to. All right, so what, but what does that got to do? There are people who sit in church, don't like Pastor Fields maybe, or they don't like Johnny or Coach Fields, but okay. There's some people I don't like. That's right. But I love them. Amen. All right? Who are you trying to be? Denzel Washington? You're trying to be a star, an actor? It is what it is. Nobody's got it where everything's going to be all right. That's right. It don't work that way. That's right. You see, I just feel good. There's some, I'm cleaning up some things in my house, okay? And I'm giving some people some certain things because, you know, it's kind of like when you go to Disneyland, you bring something back, Mickey Mouse or somebody, right? And, and so they, 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 they got those things. And folks say, Pastor's giving stuff away. Is he getting ready to die? No, he's making room for some other stuff. That's right. That's right. Right. Yeah, I cleaned out my closet. Because you all know I've been dressing. I'm dressed with the two-tone stuff. I'm kind of casual because it makes you look younger. <laughs> you see? Not getting ready to die. That's right. Just making a new change. That's right. Get out of that negative. Everything's negative. Somebody trying to do something isn't, oh, what's wrong? Ain't nothing wrong. That's right. Are you with me? Teach. Quit. Teach. Quit. Be at peace with God. Say, I'm at peace with God. I'm at peace with God. Then I will be at peace with whatever God puts in my life. And I will be at peace with whatever God puts in my life. And I'll leave everybody else alone. And I'll leave everybody else alone. Thank you. All right. Y'all good in something today. All right. And then it says, and goodness will return to your life. And goodness will return to your life. It will return, meaning goodness was there, but you got all caught up in all that other stuff and goodness left. What is saying? Get it together. Let goodness come back to you. Whose life? My life. All right. Receive instruction directly from his lips and make his words a part of you. Make his words a part of you. Make God's words a part of you. All right. There it is. You know, man, we don't like doing instructions. You know, I, I, now, see, Gwen is the one that does everything in our house, right? Because she worked on that seminary line so she can do all that stuff. So, but I can't say me, okay? Because, you know, when something comes and looks complicated, it's got to be put together. Gwen! <laughs> all right. right. But most men are not like that, so I'm going to talk to y'all, all right? Yeah, all right? You know, I, ain't gonna, I don't need no instructions. I know how to do this. Leave me alone. Well. And something that takes 15 minutes winds up taking four hours because you didn't go by what? Here, here's your instructions for your life. Here's the instructions for your life. Don't be in the wandering around for years and years and years and never enjoying the peace and the love that God and the prosperity God has for you. 
Read it. Do it. Now, pastor sets, and hear me what I'm saying. And when I listen to, everybody misses counselor doing her stuff is missing something. But when I listen to some people talk, I know they ain't in their Bible. Because when they bring God in it, you better show me where it's at in here. That's right. That'll stop all that foolishness. All right, let's go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. You bring God in it. I'm going to ask you to show me where it's at in here. That's right. That's right. All right. Love me anyhow. Don't miss your blessings not loving me. Because I'm a really nice guy. All right, let's go. Because if I wasn't a nice guy, I'd do prosperity messages and send you out of here. And then your life would fall apart. That's right. All right. I'm a nice guy because I want you to get it right. All right? Okay. Then it says in verse 23, if you return to the highest one, you will be restored. Now, get out of yourself and return to where? The highest, the highest one. one. There's a scripture I like. It's a proverb. It says, Lord, put me on a higher mountain than myself. Return to the highest one. Amen. You see? First off, when they told me what the... Oh, you got to get two MRIs. They say, I'm going to be there two hours. I hate that thing. You see? But you know what I'd hate worse? If they could have found something in the MRI that they could have took care of. That's right. So I'm, I'm glad. I can lay for two hours to get two years or five years, because sooner or later, you know, I'm getting out of here anyway. But you see what I'm saying? So I'll be, I'll be in there, I close my eyes because I can't stand that thing up there looking at me, making all that noise. I'm like, close your eyes and meditate. You know how to do that. Close your eyes and meditate on him. Guess what? Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to call it quiet time. Me and God, just me and God. You see? You see? That's how you do it. He's up here with me now, right? He ain't going to meet with me in that MRI. Saying God up here now. Saying God going to be there at 1245. That's right. Are y'all with me? All right. And finally, from the message. You know, sometimes I feel so good about a message, I hate it's getting over. This is the last part, but this is just good. I feel good. People ask, how are you feeling? I feel great. I just feel good about this message, and I'm feeling good about the information you all get ready to get, because this should be a life-changing message. And when I pray to God to give a message, I say, Lord, give me a message that will be a life-changing message to somebody that needs to have a life-changing revelation in their life. That's right. All right? Give it to God. Come to terms with him, and everything will turn out just fine. Give it to who? God. Give it to quit calling, folk. Some of that stuff, give it to God, and everything will do what? Turn out just fine. Turn out just fine. It's going, you know, one time, now this is going to, this is going to hurt, because it's going to sound very cruel, but years ago, years ago, a friend of mine that was suffering, a young lady that was suffering, and was going through pain, and I said, were you all praying for healing? And she had passed away. I said, God healed her. That's right. God healed her. That's right. And they couldn't handle that. She was laying up, suffering. So sometimes healing, he takes you onto a higher plane. That's right. That's right. 
You see? And I had to get with somebody because they were saying, hold on, hold on to what? Person's laying up here and all that stuff and wait till somebody gets here. If they ain't seen her, what she was there for, you know me. You see? Don't come now. Don't be holding on to somebody. Let that person be free. I'm not going to mention her name, but one of our members came in this morning and, and yes, is sitting here this morning, came by me and said, Pastor, I lost my mother Tuesday, but she's in glory. Sitting in this church. If you're going to be a Christian, be a Christian. Her mother was saved, filled with the Holy Ghost. Isn't that right, sister? She's at peace with God. Are y'all losing your minds in churches? Right? Not falling. Y'all taught better over here. Not falling all apart. Going into glory. You see? So I mean, I told my doctor, I said, hey, y'all got to keep me alive. I just got bought a new wardrobe. Because <laughs> that's how, no, that's, doesn't that sound like y'all's pastor? That's, that's oh, right. That's you. It's for real. I got two, three new suits I ain't worn yet. So I need at least three weeks. <laughs> All right? That's for real. Tags are still on them. It's a, and, I, and, and I don't want nobody to get my new suits with the tags still on them. Yeah, you see? And, and they do just like y'all do. They laugh at me and say, wow. But with the past, y'all laughing? You know what's really sad? I mean it. All right, go ahead, please. Go ahead. It says in verse 22... Let him tell you what to do. Let God tell you who? Let God tell you what to do. And a lot of the stuff folks is doing, y'all look at me. God ain't told you to pray that prayer. God ain't told you to do that. Let God tell you what to do. Get out of your flesh. That's right. Get out of your flesh and get in the spirit. Let God tell you what to do. And the first thing he's going to do is tell you to quit meddling and get yourself together. That's right. Well, counsel done an excellent job, but it started out talking about take care of yourself. You see, how many people have flown on a plane? Amen. What did they tell you to do first? Put the mask on yourself. Even if you got a baby, they tell you put the mask on yourself. Right. Well, God's saying put the word on you first. That's right. Before you try to put it on somebody else. All right, here we go. He also says, take his words to heart. Take his words to heart. Come back to God Almighty, and he'll rebuild your life. Somebody has left God. You need to come back to God Almighty, and he will do what? Rebuild your life. And sometimes you get broken and it tears you up inside and you go through something that you don't think you're going to make it to. And that's life. And you grieve and that's a part of life. But then you have to calm down and God will rebuild your life. Sometimes you'll lose somebody that's in your life, that's important in your life. And it hurts. And you're supposed to hurt. And I tell you all, God give you tears for two reasons, one for grieving and one for rejoicing. That means there's a time for grieving and there's a time for rejoicing. And sometimes things happen to you. Yes, they happen to you and and it hurts you and it breaks you down in your spirit. Then you have to go to God and he'll rebuild you. That's right. That's right. You understand? He'll rebuild you. You'll be all right. Then we're told to clean house of everything evil. This is what we're going to do. I'm getting ready to leave. Do some house cleaning. It ain't spring, but it's getting ready. But you do some house cleaning. That's right. Get rid of all that junk in you, all that bad attitude in you. Clean all that stuff up. You see, everybody in here knows they, there ain't a person here that can go home and clean something up in their own house. That's right. But we're going to do it different. We're going we're gonna to tell you to clean something up in this house. That's right. That's right. 
You need a house cleaning. Okay, some people still got old stuff. How mama treated me. She been gone. How daddy treated me. How my first wife, first husband treated me. You see, how the kids treated me in school. And you 50. Been in church for years. Still got that trash in your closet. Teach. Clean that mess up and be who God created you to be. That's right. All right? All right? So we've got house cleaning of every evil and every evil that's been done to you. And there's nobody in here that ain't done evil to somebody Come on. and ain't had evil done to them. That's right. First of all, you start with yourself. Ask God to clean all that evil you've done to yourself, to other people, and then yourself. Clean it up. You see, some people might need to go home and clean some mess up that you've been saying to these people you, that's with you now because you carried that evil from somebody else and you're making somebody else pay for what you did, what they did. I might get a whole lot. Am I doing all right? You see, some people shouldn't pay for what he done. Some people shouldn't pay for what she done. You clean that up and love the one that God put in your life now. That's right. You pick the other one. All right, keep going. Well, I didn't get, I'm going to say it again. You pick the one that calls the trash. That's right. Right? Amen. All right. Clean that mess up, and God will clean you up, and then he'll send you somebody. I've heard people say, you know, I just wish I had somebody in my life, and and God sends somebody. God ain't sending a good man to a woman that's got trash. He ain't sending a good, or vice versa. He ain't sending a good, huh? A good woman to a man that's got trash. That's right. You see, he's going to clean you up before he sends somebody good. Why would he take a good daughter and put it in a trashy man? Huh? Are y'all with me? You see? So you got to pray right. You clean this up, and God sends, God don't send nobody to a dirty house. That's right. Amen. Clean it up. Clean it up. You see? Yeah. I'm going to say, I know you're saying, hurry up and get him in that MRI. <laughs> Go ahead. And then it says to relax your grip on what? your money. L- relax your grip on your money. And abandon your gold-plated luxury. Uh, stuff. They got more problems than we got. Millionaires j- jumping out of buildings and millionaires drugged out and all this. We hear it all the time. But they God is their luxury. Who's your God? The last one, you'll be good. Verse 25 says, God Almighty will be your treasure. Who's your treasure? Who's your treasure? God Almighty. Who's your treasure? God Almighty. All right, then let, let no one else be your treasure. That's right. All right, more wealth than you can imagine. When God is your treasure, it's more wealth. Than you could imagine. There's a bunch of millionaires. It's a bunch of you living like millionaires in here. That's right. Got a nice home. Amen. Food. Home, food, clothing, job. That's all he promised you. You ain't lacking nothing. You understand? And then you got something that some of them other people got the big homes and all they don't have. You got joy and peace of mind. Amen. Amen to that. Amen.